Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hello, Maxwell. How are you? Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting. How are you? Fantastic. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm doing awesome. <laughs> You're welcome. You're here for our newest, latest series, Unleash Your Story. We have Maxwell Adakoje. I hope I said it right. That's uh, that's fantastic. Uh, not, I tell you what, you're one out of ten. Oh, okay, awesome. <laughs> well, people screw up my my maiden name all the time, but uh, now not so much. Rivera is pretty simple. But we're here not only to share your wonderful story because this is a inspirational podcast to help people with uh, how to broaden their life, expand their life. And we're going to touch on how you use adversity to uh, really expand and grow. So let's get started. Share a little bit about your background. Absolutely awesome. And once again, thank you for having me on this show, because like I always say all the time, all I want to do is add value to people. And when people give me an opportunity to add value to people, it gets me excited. That's what gets me really excited. So a little bit about Maxwell. I grew up in Africa, to be more specific. I grew up in Nigeria. I grew up during a time that um, there was war. There was crisis. There was religious war. It was not the best of time, just to put it that way. But as a as a child or as a kid, I had a dream to, to, to go for something better. I had a dream to become something better. I can remember when I was exactly 12 years old, after a particular religious war, I stepped out of the house and I walked down the road for about one mile. And while I was walking down the road, every three step I took, there was a dead body right in front of me. I walked all the way to the hospital, because that's, that's where most people went to take, to, where, that's where most people went to stay. 
And while I was at the hospital, I can remember they brought in a lady that was burnt to death. Uh, she was pregnant. Her fetus was brought out of her womb, and she was just completely burnt to death. So seeing all this as a kid really was disturbing. And I wanted something better than this. And while I was in the midst of growing from my 12 years old to 18, in, in Africa, usually the father is the breadwinner of the family. The father controls the fund. The mom really just cooks, technically. And my father left us when we were very young. He kind of vanished. He disappeared. I, I didn't see him until after 15, 20 years. So we were left. I was left as what we call a scavenger. I like telling stories because a lot of people, when they hear Africa, they want to hear about lions. They want to hear about elephants and all that stuff. You see, when a lion gets to age two, when it's two years old, the, the father kicks the lion out of the house because he he feels the lion is now old enough to pregnant the females in the house. So he kicks him out of the house and says, you need to go and become a scavenger. You need to go and learn how to really hunt. Mm -hmm. I've shown you how to do it. Mm -hmm. But my case was different. I wasn't at that two years and compared to the lion. We were very young, but we were kicked out to the street. But I had a dream. I remember having this black and white TV. I used to watch Coming to America. I used to watch motivational speakers, people like Jim Rohn, the Les Brown. But I, I said, I could do this. I can, I can go to an environment that can help me grow. So my dream was to travel the world. To be more specific, my dream was to travel to the United States. So as I grew up, I decided to come up with a plan. I was working and saving money so that I can go and apply for an American visa. So I did apply for an American visa, but it didn't happen. I applied 13 times. I got denied. 13 times, wow. but I was determined <laughs> that this visa, I must have it. I became the, what we call in Africa, the masquerade of the town, the talk of the town. He is jinxed. He has the curse of the Egyptian. He's never going to make it. He's, he, there's something wrong with him 13 times and you're still talking about going back. You must have lost your mind. That was the talk of the town because... <laughs> We kind of have an enclosed culture. So people pretty much know what you do. They know where you go. Where's Max? Oh, the dream I went to the American embassy. And you know what happens? He's going to get denied again. But I, I was persistent and disciplined on achieving my goal because I know the value I can get when I come to this country I can use to help my country and other people. And for the 14th time, I got the visa. I was excited. I was pumped. I was getting ready to run to the radio station and tell all the haters and tell everybody, you know what? I made it. You know what? I got it. So that night I went back home. I just couldn't sleep. I remember talking to, to the roaches and saying, hey, this is our last supper. I was talking to mosquitoes. <laughs> I was talking to the mosquitoes. You can have my blood for you should have it no more. And I was talking to the cockroaches. You can have my bread for you shall see this no more. And the next day I had my things put up together. I couldn't sleep. I stayed awake because my flight was the next day. Mm -hmm. And I took that flight. I remember 
staying on that plane. And I remember the flight attendant saying, you can you, you keep your seatbelt fastened. We're about to land. We're, we're going to Atlanta. And from Atlanta, we're going to Norfolk. So that was my first international flight. Mm-hmm. And when the plane landed in Atlanta, mm-hmm. I, w- I, w- I was up on my seat. The flight attendant was taking too long to open the door. I was getting ready to run over her because you're not taking me back. And <laughs> as soon as she opened the door, I ran outside. I said, yes, yes, come on. Yes, I made it. Yes, I made it. So I went down the baggage claim and I remember taking my bags and I dragged my bag. As soon as I, the door opened, I looked around. I was kind of disappointed. I was really disappointed because the vision or the visualization I had was I was going to see streets with gold. I was going to see some money with some dollar sign. Just go plug it. I was going to see windows made from diamonds. This was the kind of vision I had. And that wasn't the case. I saw cars driving around like, okay, maybe there's more to it. So I decided to go to where I was supposed to stay for a week and I decided to get my own place as time time went by. But what I was doing was I was thinking I was going to come here and get a good job right away and things begin to things begin to go good, get a good car. But I was working three jobs to pay my bills. I was working at the car wash. I was working at the restaurant. I was working at a club. Three jobs a day. I call it the triple three. I was doing three hours sleep a day, three jobs every single day. And I had to drive about four hours between all the jobs. And I did this for a very long time. And I realized I wasn't progressing. I realized that I was only making enough to survive. I wasn't doing what I was made to do. A job is what you're paid to do. Your calling is what you're created to do. When I say calling, I'm talking your purpose in life is what you're created to do. And when you don't do your purpose, you do something that takes you on a merry-go-round. You keep on going around circles. And that's what I was doing. But I knew because I, I used to listen to the Les Browns. I used to listen to Tony Robbins. I used to listen to all these guys. And they say, go for your purpose. Go for your dreams. And I knew I had something in me, which was creativity. My books talk about being creative. And I had to hone it. I had to bring it out. And doing the three jobs wasn't getting me to where I wanted to be in life. You know, I came here to add value, not just to myself, but also add value to people. But I can't add value to people if I can't add value to myself. I have to become who I'm supposed to be to be able to add value Mm -hmm. to other people. So I decided to restructure my life. I decided to survive on one of the small jobs and hone my craft, develop myself in what I was made to do, not what I was paid to do. Now, here was my turning point just before I missed this point. I remembered one of my jobs. There's a particular person. We, we say misery love company. There's a particular friend I had. And we always go to the toilet, probably spend 10 minutes in the toilet so we can just eat the company time and sit there and lament and talk about our misery, talk about how the economy is bad, how the country is bad, how the supervisors, the CEO, how they're just nasty. We spend the whole time talking about that. Mm 
One day, unfortunately, one day, this person died on the toilet seat. Hmm. And I can tell you, I probably sat on the exact seat he was sitting sometime that we were talking. And I, it got me thinking that this is exactly where my life is going, complaining and doing nothing to change your situation. Mm -hmm. So I decided to pivot. But that was a turning point. That was a strike. Now, here was another strike for me. One day I was driving from one of my three jobs. I was so tired. I was so exhausted. And I slept on the wheels. I slept while I was driving. I almost killed myself. Well, something woke me up. I can't explain it. It's a mystery. But I was able to maneuver the steering back to the, to the highway. But that was another turning point. It was a sign that Max, you have to do something about situation. You can't, they say insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. It never works. No. You're just going to be insane. Yeah. Max, so well, I, I, I just love your story here. And you know what I'm getting that a lot of people miss out on is that you, you, Pivoted. A lot of people spend their whole life just complaining and realizing, okay, I'm not getting to where I am and blame outside circumstances. What I, what I liked is that you did with the pivot is you realize, okay, I've been complaining. What can I do to shift this? Because, you know, outside circumstances or not, nothing's going to change unless I change. That's very true. Nothing changes until you change. And if you don't change, everything remains what I call the K in physics. We call that a constant. But I had to change. Now, what did I do? I tell people I'm not a motivational speaker, unfortunately. I'm a motivational communicator. A motivational speaker gets you high. And the next day you're wondering what you're going to do. No, I, get, I can get you really high, but I want to give you the key, the solution. What exactly did I do that took me from a, from a zero to a 10? I can tell you how I got to a 10. That doesn't help you. It gets you excited. Yes, I have made millions of dollars. But how does that help the person listening to the show? Just telling him I made so much money. You need to give people the, the, the step. It's the process. The process I went through to get me to where I am today. And I have one simple formula. One is the formula is PM squared equals S. Okay, the P stands for purpose. The number one thing you need to do is ask yourself the general question. Who am I? What am I capable of doing? Why am I here? Who am I is the biggest question you need to ask yourself if you want to find your purpose in life. Why? Because who am I is your inner GPS. When you hold a GPS system or when you get into your car, the first thing the GPS want to know is where am I? Mm -hmm. I can't take you to where you're going if I can't figure out where am I? If I'm in Nigeria and I'm trying to go to America, I need to know I'm in Nigeria. So most people have not figure, figured out where they are. So a very important question in finding your purpose is who am I? Mm -hmm. Now, the next one is, what can I do? What are you capable of doing? What is your passion? Where does passion, there's energy. What do you do best? And when you find out what you do best, what do you want to do? You want to hone it. When you have passion for what you're doing, you have energy to get it done. Now, passion is often linked with purpose, but don't confuse your hobby 
with passion. And what, what am I? Mm -hmm. Huge different. I'm going to use Michael Jordan for, for for a very clear example. When Michael Jordan used to play basketball, he used to be the man. He is still one of the number one basketball players in the world. That was his calling. That was his purpose. That was what he was created to do. When he left basketball, he left what we call his sweet spot. He left it to baseball. What happened? Mm -hmm. Nothing happened. He couldn't become the hero he was in basketball because he walked away from what he was created to do. You see, everyone in this world is created to do something. Everyone in this world is created to fill up a hole that was created specifically for you to fill. And when you come to this world and you don't fill that hole, you leave a void. We see the richest place in the world is a graveyard. Why? Because you have untapped potential. People dying with their calling, people dying with what they're created to do and leave a void in the world. So finding your purpose is key. And the difference between your purpose and your hobby, your hobby is something fun. It cannot take you from a zero to a yeah. 10. I don't know if you watch American Idol. When you see some people saying, I just want to, we are the friends. Come on. Somebody just tell them they cannot sing. It's, it's too bad. Yeah, have they not recorded themselves? I, I often think, I don't think they recorded themselves before they got started because I'm like, if you heard what we're hearing, you would not be thinking you're going to be the next American Idol. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They're passionately bad. They have passion. <laughs> they, they have passion. They have it. But There's passion, this energy. You know what's interesting, Maxwell? I remember when I was looking for my purpose, I, I, I was like, I said to my mentor, what is it? I don't know what it is. Some people lose that contact with themselves. They don't remember what, what are they good at? What do they love? All that stuff. So my mentor said, you know, ask people your, your closest around you, your friends, your family, what do they see that you're best at? And sometimes, well, for me, it brought it out for me. They said, you love connecting with people. Hence, mm. eventually this came to be, but that, that can sometimes help people if they have no roadmap on how to get started. How did it work for you? How did you discover what your purpose was? I had to sit down and I make, I made a lesson. You just made a huge point. You need to ask people quite, you need to ask questions because question leads to answers. But I knew what I was good at. My, when you're finding your purpose, you need to know what fires you up. What gets you excited? What triggers that passion? Because you cannot achieve anything great without passion because passion has energy. And when you have no energy, you're not going to put in your best. So I had to figure out what keeps me alive. What will you say today that will get me excited to be where I need to be? I had to figure that out. And I figured out it was adding value to people, doing things that were going to take people from a zero to a 10. But first, I had to get to that 10 before bringing people to a 10. I can talk about taking you to a 10. If I've never been there, I'm just visualizing. Mm -hmm. But there is a process. And now I've been through all this process. Now I'm saying, well, I used to say success is someone telling you where the bread is. Christina, the bread is over here. I'm just showing you where the bread is. You're looking for the bread. I already had the bread. 
<laughs> I've been to the bakery. I've been to the process. What I'm giving you is showing you where the bread is. That's why in my formula, I said PM square equals S. One of the M is mentorship. You need mentorship. You need someone that has achieved what you want. You need to go and be their friend. You need to buy them a meal, take their bags, wash their car, do whatever it takes. You need them to get to the next level. This is the best way for you to get to where you need to go quicker. If you want to write the will yourself, it's going to take you forever. Find people who have what you're seeking, who have the, the who are in line with your calling. For example, if you want to speak, or if you if if your expertise is in doing podcasts or radio shows, you need to find someone that is number one and try to be better than them. Every success, every successful person needs a successor. They are craving to train somebody, to bring somebody up that is going to be better than them because you don't last forever. When you leave this earth, you leave a legacy that is going to keep on going on. So when, if you, I tell people, ask yourself this question, Christina, if you die today, how will you be remembered? If I give you the option to die today, will you say yes? You're going to say no, <laughs> because you know deep inside of you, there's more to be done. Deep inside of you, you haven't even scratched the surface of what you need to do. And you're not ready to do it, but you got to get started. You got to start doing it. So mentorship is key. And the next one in my M formula, I said PM square, the M square. One is mentorship. The other one is mindset. You need to have the right mindset. A mindset is like a camera. And when a camera, a camera has a lens that focuses on a particular picture before you, because you got to focus it somewhere. But what you, the result you get is how you focus the lens. You only get the picture you're pointing at. You get nothing else. So what are you focusing in your life? What kind of mindset do you have? Where is it focused on? Those are the results that we have today. If you focus on complaining like I did a couple of years ago, your result is going to remain the same. But if you focus on results, I tell people you are the problem. Don't blame nobody for what's going on in your life. Nobody is responsible for where you are today. You made an appointment. You created that time. You are where you are because you wanted to be there. But you have the power to decide to change that situation. Change the focus on the lens. Focus on something better. Something that's going to lead you to achieving the results you want in life. And in my, in my book, I, I, I explain that. 90% of the population, 90% of this world, unfortunately, are going to die without achieving their purpose. Now, unfortunately, you can't change that formula. It's, you can't change it. It's a constant. Mm -hmm. Only about 10% averagely are going to achieve their purpose in life. So if we can't change the environment, if we can't change the equation, what can we do? Walk away from the 90%. Walk away from the 90%. Go to the 10% because the formula is not going to change, but you have the power of a decision to walk away. You have the power and say 90%, I don't need you no more. You have done me no good. I don't need you not paying my bills. Yeah. Walk away 
and discover because there's something in every single person that's special. I don't care how handicapped they are, as long as they're breathing, trust me, there is a gift that came with. They came with something special. And their job is to discover it. It's not outside, it's, it's inside of you. You need to exactly. discover it. And when you find it, people will find you. I don't care if they hate you. You can hate Apple, you will buy it. Yeah. When you find your purpose, people will find you. I tell people your purpose is like a mango tree. A mango tree produces fruit, but guess what? It never eats its fruits. Your purpose is not for you. It's for people. That's a good point. And when you produce the mango fruits, people will find you. Yeah. They're not worried about how what you say or how you behave. They want you. They want your fruit. You're, you're productive. Yes, that's, that's what your purpose is. I love that point, Maxwell, because what it is, is that you are providing one person as an analogy like this. Imagine you make a whole tray of brownies and, and, and that is your, your, your gifts. Imagine you make a whole tray of brownies, but you decide I'm not going to share them. That's your purpose. You were meant to share your, your gifts, your talents with the world to keep them for yourself. That's just, uh, that's really selfish. Um, but I love what you're saying here because you're starting with first, you have to discover where are you? What is your purpose? Then find a mentor, someone ahead of you that can get you to where you want to be. And lastly, get with that mindset, get away from the negative mindsets of people being negative complainers. If you're in a job or friends and you know what I find naturally when you start to go within and you start living this lifestyle, the people who were those complainers were those, they're going to naturally fall away. It's not like you have to kick your family to the curb or whatever. They're not going to match with you. They're not going to fit. They're going to be like, you're weird. And uh, you'll just fit with the other 10%. That's, that's, that's just absolutely correct. And I just don't want to forget to talk about adversity. Yes. Very key. When COVID-19 started, I sat down rather than complaining. We don't want to complain in adversity because it blocks. This is key right now. It blocks your creativity. You can't complain and be creative. You can't complain and be productive. So I sat down and my, I asked myself a question. How can I add value to people? How can I use this adversity that we have today that's called COVID-19 that's tearing companies down, that is exposing? Because adversity only exposes leadership. The companies that have uh, out of business today, they were already dying. This only just exposed them. So adversity exposes who you are as a leader. If you're a father, adversity exposes you. People have lost their job in adversity, but what do they do? It's really the question to come out of adversity. So back to the question, what do you do in adversity? When you have adversity, it's your time to, to sit down. It's your quiet time, quiet the mind and think, what can I do and to use this adversity and turn it around into success? Because the great news is that when adversity comes, it never comes alone. It comes with his brother, which is success, but it hides behind the adversity. So you only see the adversity that makes all the noise and does all the dancing and you get confused and you fail to see the success that it comes with, which is always bigger than the adversity. Every single 
adversity comes with a bigger success. Every single adversity. We just don't see it because we are like what we said. Well, let's go back to the mindset. We are focusing on the adversity. Our lens, our camera is on the adversity versus the solution. People have made millions of dollars in this adversity. Selling what? Face masks. In adversity. What did they do? They decided to pivot their thinking rather than crying about the situation. What can I do to take me to the next level? So I decided to write two books. One is Just Eat the One, and it gives you step by step what you need to do in adversity. And one of the key things you need to do is creative thinking. The thinking that has brought you before the adversity is not going to take you through the adversity. My friend that owns a restaurant came to me. He said, Maxwell, I am suffering. I said, you need to sit down and pivot. You need to take your business from off, from online to offline. Mm-hmm. You need to take it out from that space of people coming to sit down because they can't come. The state of Virginia said, you got to shut down. But guess what? You can still do online delivery. So you need to pivot. That's the power of creative thinking. Mm -hmm. So when adversity comes, what step do you need to take? One, you need to become creative. Mm -hmm. You need to believe in yourself and believe that you 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 can pull yourself through this adversity. You need to believe in you because if you don't believe in yourself, you're never gonna get it done. You need to believe in yourself and there's no room for procrastination. There's no room. I, I don't know what to do. I, I have the solution, but what am I going to do? You need to act. Action. Massive action brings results. So in my book, I'm not going to go through all the points. That's why you need to get that book, Just Eat the Wall. I give you step by step what you need to do in any kind of adversity. You're definitely going to come out with the success that you desire. Why am I Why can I talk on this topic? Because I've gone, I'm not saying I've gone through the worst adversity, but I've gone through all kinds of adversity. And I knew, I know what pulled me out of the adversity. And I'm giving you this formula because if you use this formula, it's going to take you out of that adversity. Adversity is a gift. I know people don't like hearing that, but it's a gift when you look at it in the right mindset. Forget about what's going on. Yes, people died. I lost friends in adversity. Do I like that? No. But am I going to sit down and boo-hoo cry about it? No. I'm going to do something about my life and try to help people who are still alive. Mm. I can't bring back the dead, but I can help people who are alive. And that's what we need to do in adversity. It's all about the mindset. I love what what, uh, what Marcus said. Uh, Marcus is one of the great philosophers of the 1960s. And he said, if you're distressed by anything that's excellent, the, the distress is not from the thing itself, but it's from your estimate of it. It's from how you estimate it, from how you interpret it. So what is it trying to say? How you interpret the adversity will produce the results that you have. So it's about having a different mindset. Mm. You need to change. The theory of evolution says nothing is constant. Everything is evolving and you need to evolve. I love what Jeff Bezos said. He said it's dangerous, dangerous not to evolve. 
You, it's just dangerous. That's the worst thing you could ever do, especially in a changing time. You know, it's interesting, Maxwell, some of the greatest guests that have come on this show, Savvy Broadcasting, they've come from great adversity, many not even choosing to start a business per se uh, until crisis adversity hit. And then they were brought to a position where, hey, they had to pivot and say, hey, I have a business here. And they went forward. But it's through those adversity, those times of adversity that they grew, maybe built a business, maybe did something else. But it's those times that actually the misfortune can bring, bring great fortune if you let it. Um, but I don't want us to leave without you letting everyone know where they can find out more about you. We have one website. I know you have another book. Uh, let everyone know about that other book as well. Yeah, so I have two books. One is Higher is Calling. The other book is Just Eat the Warm. And they all talk about adversity, what you can do in adversity to take yourself to the next level. And I just wanted to make this key note for listeners. Adversity disturbs the comfort zone. This is key. You are comfortable with where you are today, but when adversity comes, it disturbs the comfort zone. Now, for you to attain any level of maximum success, your comfort zone must be disturbed, must, for you to attain any level of massive success. So let's embrace the, I'm not saying you should pray for adversity, no, please. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying here, but when it comes, let's, let's embrace it and, and look at it from a different angle, not from an angle of complaining, from an angle of solution. Look at it differently. If you change the way you look at things, then things begin to change. Yeah. And as you said, maybe ask a different question. Where is the gift in this? Where is the opportunity? Where is the opportunity? Yes. Absolutely. Well, Maxwell, I just have to thank you again. This has been a fabulous uh, discussion with you, sharing your great wisdom today. Um, I'm so grateful. Thank you for coming to our new show here, Unleash Your Story. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Like, subscribe, and share this episode. To listen to more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips, go to www.lifeunscriptedradio.com. To find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at lifeunscriptedradio.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 